0: Welcome to Great Plains Anywhere, a Paul A. Olson lecture from the Center for Great Plains Studies at the University of Nebraska. Today we're joined by Joel Green, a tour guide, author, and expert about Robbers Cave in Lincoln, Nebraska. And now a special note from Margaret Hiddle, Ishinabe, Assistant Professor of History and Ethnic Studies at UNL, and Center for Great Plains Studies Board of Governors member. On behalf of the Center for Great Plains Studies, I would like to begin by acknowledging that the University of Nebraska is a land-grant institution with campuses and programs on the past, present, and future homelands of the Pawnee, Ponca, oto Missouri, Omaha, Lakota, Dakota, Arapaho, Cheyenne, and Kaw Peoples, as well as the relocated Ho-Chunk, Iowa, and Sac and Fox Peoples. Please take a moment to consider the legacies of more than 150 years of displacement, violence, settlement, and survival that bring us here today. This acknowledgement and the centering of indigenous peoples is a start as we move forward together for the next 150 years. My name is Dijon Dilport, and I am the events coordinator for the Center for Great Plains Studies at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln.
1: I'm Joel Green. Um, I've been teaching for Lincoln Public Schools uh, for the past 15 years. I'm authored, also the author, historian, and uh, tour guide for Robber's Cave in Lincoln.
0: Can you tell us what is Robber's Cave?
1: All right. Robber's Cave is a, a 5,600 square foot sandstone cave just south of downtown uh, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, the land grant for the caves from 1864, but prior to that, the, uh, the natural tunnel, the first tunnel would have been used as a shelter, uh, by Native Americans, most likely the Oto and the Missouri. Uh, it's had a lot of names over the years, robbers cave, penitentiary cave, uh, Lincoln cave, notorious old cave. Um, the Scarborough family had the cave in, uh, their family for four generations, beginning in 1906. They wanted to use the cave as a giant mushroom garden. But when they were clearing it out, um, they found a lot of things that um, created a lot of mystery, some guns, some counterfeit coin-making equipment, gambling pocketbooks, and things like that. A lot of people started to come see the cave anyway. They just decided to open it up to the public. So from 1906 all the way to '73, in just a few years in the 80s, Robbers Cave was open to the public for almost everything. Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, picnics, birthdays, barbecues, frat parties, you name it. Um, then it closed in the 80s. The entrance was bulldozed um, in the late 90s. And uh, then a restaurant and a brewery um, came in and used the building that sits above the cave. And as of, uh, as of 2020, it's now uh, Robbers Cave. It's used as an event center or a social hall where people have their holiday parties, company parties, class reunions rehearsal dinners, car clubs come through, things like that. And aside from teaching, I uh, give tours of the cave uh, seven days a week, year-round.
0: Can you share with us how you first learned about the cave and your journey to becoming its historian?
1: I first learned of Robber's Cave when I was probably five or six years old from a book called Guide to the Ghosts of Lincoln. Uh, it was by Alan Boy, and uh, my aunt used to drive us around to all the locations in the book, And try to scare us. So um, I was always fascinated with the cave because it was sealed up, uh, not available for tours, and the Historical Society um, had about six or seven photographs of the cave. Uh, So there was a lot of mystery and intrigue uh, for people my age, a lot of kids my age, always wondering um, what was behind that door.
0: Do you have an idea of when the cave was formed and maybe how old it is? The most of
1: the cave is man-made. There's one natural tunnel uh, that uh, the the whole Dakota Sandstone group has uh, been there millions of years, uh, what's left of the Western Interior Seaway. But the rest of the cave um, is man-made. Lincoln's first brewery came um, and uh, purchased the cave in 1869. And it was mostly just one man uh, by the name of Jacob Andra. He was a horse collar maker from Lima, Ohio. Um, Hopefully, he had a team of laborers because just with a pickaxe, a shovel, and a wheelbarrow, he hacked out 5,600 square feet of tunnels that we have today all off the the natural cavern. Uh, There was even a well for the brewery um, that went down 62 feet, and at which the bottom he found petrified pecans and antlers. So the majority of the cave is man-made, and it took uh, Mr. Andra from 1869 all the way to 1873.
0: Can you share with me one of the many stories that you have about the cave that you think is really interesting
1: um there's a a section of my book robbers cave truths legends recollections the recollections section almost wrote itself with the thousands of guests that have come back over the years and shared their stories um with me Uh, there's a lot of uh good times in the cave for sure a lot of college parties i like when the uh the former Husker football players come back and share stories. I know that the, the stairs were a bear to carry kegs down. They don't really remember much after that. Some of them reference stumbling back to the dorms covered in sand. Um, so a lot of the college party stories are about the same, um, but the old black and white photos are great. After book signings, uh, sweet little ladies really like to share their black and white Polaroid party pics from back in the day. And you'll see photos of people cooking hot dogs down there um, the family that owned the cave, uh, they could have had, I could have wrote an entire novel on just the, uh, just the family. Um, they went from JW Scarborough to Fred, Fred to Ed Senior, Ed Senior to Ed Junior. Ca- and the family is very eclectic, very eccentric. Um, JW was the one that wanted to have it be a mushroom garden. Uh, Fred uh, had an exotic and tropical fish shop in the cave. Um, then Ed senior, who was the assistant warden at the uh, men's reformatory, his son Ed junior, uh, used the cave as a gun range. So he used to store his gunpowder in the former fish room. And, uh, the family had a couple of coyotes that they kept on the property. Their names were Minnie and Seymour. And so if I ever get a, uh, little guest that comes through and talks about wanting to grow up to be a writer, um, I always just remind them that, um, Truth is stranger than fiction. You can't make up some of this stuff.
0: <laughs> is there any wildlife in the cave? Um, Robert's
1: Cave is, is home to uh, three species of bats. There's brown bats, there's tricolored bats, and uh, there's even some northern long eared bats, which happen to be on the threatened species list. And so the owners uh, made sure that there was a tunnel. Uh, they worked with Game and Parks also to create an iron bat box. Uh, the bats have their own particular tunnel. They usually hibernate in the cave from fall to spring, and um, they have the, the southern tunnel all of themselves to, uh, to hibernate, it's been meshed off, there's been some nocturnal lighting added, and uh, we make sure that the fireplace is left open so that they can fly in and out as they please.
0: Can you give us an idea about the different cave spaces and what they're used for?
1: So there's a lot of interesting spaces in the cave. Uh, the first reaction when people step foot into the cave is one of surprise, uh, it, it, nine times out of 10 exceeds people's expectations. And they initially want to know, oh my gosh, what was this used for? But the list is really about a hundred things long. It's almost what wasn't it used for.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: there was, uh, a brewery there after the brewery closed, it was a brothel. After the brothel, there was uh, college parties. Then it was a, a daycare at one time. Old lady Scarborough had kids running through the cave uh, in the sixties and she would just flip the lights on and off and p- parents would drop them off with the sack lunch. Um, after that closed, it was the, the, the grandson's gun range. It was the grandpa's exotic and tropical fish shop. Uh, it had the, the mushroom garden aspirations at one time. Yeah. The, uh, the Husker football team in the sixties had a huge party in the cave every year after the spring game, um, uh, the cross tunnel that you walk down into the cave. Would have been lined with kegs all the way back, and there was a, a wooden stage in the cave for bands to play. Have a whole list of all the bands that played over the years. Um, there's even a dance floor that the owners started to advertise in the 20s, um, which you can still stomp around on it. And uh, there's a little question mark tunnel that was used as a necking nook in the 20s, which by the 60s became the bathroom. Um, there's another little skinny tunnel called Fat Man's Misery, which takes you down to the well the well shaft, uh, the deepest part of the cave, at 62 feet. Um, So it's just uh, all sorts of options to
0: explore. What information can you give someone who wants to visit the cave?
1: Um, If anybody was interested in touring Robber's Cave, all you have to do is is call, text, or email me, and all of the contact information is on robberscavetours.com. There's also a Facebook page for the tours. There's a Facebook page for the Robber's Cave book. Um, If you're interested in having uh, an event at the venue, all you have to do is visit robberscavelincoln.com. The tunnels are 50 to 55 degrees year round. So I give tours seven days a week and uh, the weekends book up really quickly. Um, Tours are $14 for adults, $7 for kids that are six to 12 and three for kids that are one to five. It's a lot of fun. The tours are a little different if you toured the cave uh, when the restaurant was open uh, the first two years, you would get kind of a 20-minute 20, 20 walk-through. Um, the tours now are about 45 minutes to an hour, and we can explore a lot of the places that were previously off-limits uh, during the first two years of tours. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. and they're, they're, uh, they're pretty popular. They book up quickly. So everything has to be booked in advance, but uh, a lot of avail- availability if anyone's interested.
0: We'd like to thank Joel Green for telling us a little about an interesting piece of history right in our own backyard. If you'd like to know more about Robber's Cave, make sure to check out his book, Robber's Cave, Truths, Legends, Recollections, which won a Nebraska Book Award in 2019 for nonfiction. Find all of our short Great Plains talks and interviews as videos and podcasts at go.unl.edu gplectures.